it's i mean well it, maybe it, maybe it does feel a little forced maybe it does you know what i mean and i don't know if that's a i don't think that's necessarily a big problem and maybe that's the way it has to be done maybe society it has to be fucking forced upon them you know what i mean in order to be normalized, which it should be. And hopefully in a couple generations, it, you know, it'll feel less and less forced because it'll be the norm. The it'll norm. be mm-hmm. all around and okay. And no one will think of it any other way, you know? Right. I that's, completely that's the agree. idea. So yeah, maybe for our generation, it feels a little forced, but tough shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To deal with it for the future generations. So therefore it won't feel forced on any of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, 100% agree. Let it get forced in there, you know? There's only one way to change, and that's to make the change, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but, but some, you know, people like Liefeld, who aren't really commercially su- successful anymore. It's like taking just... a big fucking dildo up your ass. It's like that first time is going to hurt. Eventually, <laughs> 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 uh, it'll get stretched out. <laughs> oh my god you made me cough on that one <laughs> i think we're i'm finding that out more and more with uh you know us going back to reading new comics mm-hmm. they're all you know all these things are just kind of very formulaic at marvel and dc mm, the, two sele- the, the two choices i think we selected this week um yeah well we for, have a marvel the, book here in front of us mm-hmm. <laughs> so. and an image yeah We'll see how that stands up. Yeah, by the way, um, welcome, everybody. Maybe welcome back. This is the second show. And um, if you were here for the first, yay, hooray. Um, uh, welcome back. Uh, this is Keeping Up With Comics. I am Ozzy, and this is Henry. Hi. And we're on a quest to keep up with comics. That's what the fuck we're doing. Mm-hmm. So uh, the least we can do is pick one book a week to read and review for you all. And um, keep ourselves up to date and keep you up to date. Yeah. Uh, excellent. That's what we're doing. I'm here. excited about it. It's been great so oh, far. Oh. It's kind of been eye-opening too. Like I know where my focus is going to be when buying new comics now, and it's all going to be on indie miniseries. <laughs> you found that out real quick. <laughs> I found that out real quick. Two episodes in, and I'm like, damn, all this is the same. Every, every one of the comics that we've read from DC, from Marvel, and then right now with the, the image book that's an ongoing image title is mm-hmm. doing the same thing. A big battle happened and they're dealing with the consequences of it right now in these issues. I felt it so hard. I haven't read any of the shit surrounding this this comic, any of either of these comics. Mm-hmm. And I felt it so hard that you're right. What happened was a big battle ended. We're getting ready to start another one. They're catching up new readers, you know, uh, it's pretty formulaic. But it's so yeah, last week yeah. last week our choices were Blue Beetle number seven? Four. Number four. I'm sorry. Blue, Blue Beetle, Beetle number, number four and um the creep show Christmas special. Uh and we had fun with those. But um mm-hmm. you know, I think we decided not to follow up on them too much. Right? Right. I wanna be exposed yeah. to as much new things as possible, and that means picking we haven't come up with a rating system yet, and I can't promise you that we will come up with a rating system. <laughs> Maybe it's not about that. Maybe we'll just, you know, I mean, this is this is a, a many subtle levels, you know, in comic books of 
ratings and how good they are and quality and 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 reasons why you you might want to own these or read them or be attracted to them. You know, everyone has different reasons. So I, I don't know. It's hard to yeah. It's hard. It's it's hard to give a thumbs up or thumbs down system to this shit. You know. I appreciate that there's a comic for everybody right now on the shelves. Absolutely. But at the same time, there there's some very poor writing happening in the major titles. I'm the major publishers, Marvel and DC. You just I haven't picked anything up that's blew me away yet. Like At least not modern. Coming out of the comic mill, yeah. And I was actually going over next week's solicits already, and um, you know, <laughs> some some of these are are speaking to me a little bit, but it's for reasons like nostalgia and old stuff that I'm familiar with. Like Marvel's putting out uh, the original X Men number one next week. Oh, the a facsimile of it. No, it's just a new new story with the original characters. Oh, okay, okay. okay. Iceman, Beast, Archangel, you know. Oof. Uh, that house, uh, Jonathan Hickman taking over X-Men for a while and it barely, I, it ending right now or in the process of ending uh, is, is, is kind of crushing because what, the, what he did with X-Men is everything that we're looking for in comics right now. Original stories. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Good, he had a long run, didn't he? Yeah. Run. House of X and Powers of X has been there since before the pandemic? Around there. Somewhere. It's been a couple years, though, and, and I, I I loved House and Powers. So I, I'm well, excited we'll, to see new X-Men talk. We'll get, we'll get to new um, upcoming solicits in ne- next week's books uh, in the end portion of the show. Let's get to this week's All right. comics. Um, my pick was Blade. Only simply just based on the fact that it's Blade, and I like Blade from movies. Blade <laughs> issue number six. Really, it Blade issue number six, and his new mentor Dracula. The cover says, and it's an okay cover. It's all right. I got the A cover, um, but Henry here, he, he's I got, got the B. B cover, and uh, it's so much cooler. This is a Peach Momoko variant, um, so it's it's in her classic watercolor color style. It's very minimum. There's just blade at the top, so there's no like uh, writers or, or or any kind of credits on the cover itself, uh, mm. except for this one little tag right here where Marvel spotlights who um, you know they're they're focusing on for their B covers. In this case, Peach oh, Momoko cool. doing a bunch of them. Yeah, I see that in the interior credits. Um, this A cover is done by Elena Casagrande and Jordi Belair, it says. Interior art by Lee Just Ferguson. Color, maybe inks and color or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, yeah, so, it's, so, it's so basic and it kind of looks like Photoshop colored, but like old Photoshop colored, you know? Like, <laughs> <laughs> there's... There's no real great texture or depth to it. I don't know. I'm not thrilled by it. This B cover that, I mean, it's that Peach Momoko. What else do you need to say? Um, she's going to deliver quality, especially when she takes time to work on a little bit of backgrounds instead of just a headshot on a white field. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, when she uh, applies herself to it, I, I love her covers. When she doesn't, though, you can tell. I didn't, I didn't know her name 
prior, but um, this covers enough to make me want to follow follow her career for sure. She does. She weekly. Oh, she she has weekly releases. Yeah. She, she's a workaholic, man. Yeah, well, I haven't been looking at these books enough weekly, and that's what I'm oh, yeah. trying to correct here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm hopefully, I'll, you know, I'm going to start picking up on that kind of stuff soon. Mm-hmm. But you know, uh, we get some we, traction here. We under, opened uh, we opened the show today with um, with the fact that you know we had some complaints about writing in modern comics, the writing that's yeah. happening in these storylines. But um, you know, also just throwing it in there, isn't there always? Yeah. <laughs> that's true but it, it really does put some logic behind these guys who are only buying these books for the covers yeah uh, and that nine times out of ten when i sell a comic book it's because of that and when i need to hype a comic book up to make sure that it does sell i'm either doing it because there's a first appearance in there or because it's a badass cover i'm not I, people don't yeah. really react positively to like hey it's a really good story you should pick it up I mean the flat the the fact that slabs are such a big popular thing oh, these days tell me that people mostly just care about covers mm-hmm. because once you slab it that's the only enjoyment you're going to get out of it is being able to look at the cover. You can't even display it because it's going to get faded. Uh, oh yeah, I know. Those are those aren't UV protected. There's only one company that does, and it just so happens that company is not popular. <laughs> Oh man! People like the standard. They call the standard CGC, and we've talked about this before in a previous uh, Gangline Assembly episode. So go into the archives there, um, and you can you can hear about cleaning and pressing comic books. I talk a lot about slabs here. Absolutely, good call. Anyway, um, the other selection. Yeah do we want to do we want to introduce both of them first and then get into them, or do one? Oh, let's probably talk about Blade first, then, huh? Or we could introduce yeah, both. Oh, okay. Well, the other one was my selection, which was <laughs> the scorched. It's not scorched. It's the scorched issue. Oh, I see scorched. that. I I just noticed that. You just saw it. It's so weird. It's so small. Mm-hmm. It's okay, tiny on there. Well, I, I do like the scorched better as a title, actually, because it refers to a group of people, group like of people. You know, characters or whatever. Mm-hmm. So the scorched makes more sense than scorched. Mm-hmm. Scorched is a little more vague. Like scorched what? Scorched who? What's scorched? What are we talking? <laughs> is that somebody's name? Scorched. Is it the axe that they're like? Okay, this is a group of people. And now I get it more. Yeah. Right. And then, yeah, on this cover, you've got. Uh, I don't know who this character is, but it looks like Spawn. <laughs> We're gonna get to that. We're gonna get to that. <laughs> Except she's a she, and have... uh, instead of a instead of a long, crazy, flowing cape, she's got long, crazy, flowing hair. She yeah, looks pretty yeah. cool. <laughs> I like it. Mm-hmm. And oh boy! By the way, the difference in these two books—I haven't even opened them. I'm just holding them in my hand, both of them. This image book is so much higher quality, with the cardstock covers, the high gloss. The you know, I could feel it. You know, mm-hmm. stronger. Yeah. Do they mm-hmm. get scratched? Is that what your little no, finger? Pushing? I'm agreeing with you. I'm agreeing oh, okay. with you. That's a yes. That's a yes sign here. What is you are 100. percent Shining is that? Is that Tony talking? Agreed. Agreed. This is finger business. <laughs> I just decided to do that. I uh, see. What the price tag? Look at the price difference. Blade was two ninety nine on this scorch book. Two ninety nine. Yeah, and this floppy Marvel Blade book was three ninety three ninety nine. These these things. Oh, if you the breathe way, on, uh-huh. I counted the pages. 
20 pages of story each comic. Each comic is the same? They're, yeah. yeah. Yeah, ad space is very consistently. <laughs> Just saying. Um, if you breathe on these Marvel comics too much, they absorb the moisture from your breath and they will wave. If these books are outside yeah. of a bag and a board uh, sitting on like the new, the new rack or sitting on a new table at a comic yeah. shop, they're going to wave. They're going to pick up the moisture from, from the environment. And even it, just it's just horrible, yeah, horrible. Picture. Even just flipping through this image book, I could feel the quality in the interior. Mm-hmm. The pages are super high gloss, real thick and bright. And uh, you know, these this is like mag near magazine print. I don't in this Marvel book. I've I've talked to folks about Spawn and the fact that Todd McFarlane won't raise the prices over two ninety nine, um, and that's a huge buying point for him. And I think in this Marvel book, there are actually, like I said, 20 story pages in each one. Uh-huh. I think this Marvel book has more pages just because it has more ads. Yeah. Anyway. There's a lot of solicitations in here for upcoming. There's the uh, digital copy where Image doesn't have offer that digital copy. Marvel gets a whole page where they sometimes will put a sticker. I don't understand because I don't read the digital copies, but I don't understand how come sometimes when you get these, it doesn't have the sticker. The digital code sticker. Oh, it's got the spot for the sticker. But it's not- got the spot for the sticker. It's got the page for it. And it says follow the directions when you go to a specific website. But mine doesn't have the sticker. I don't care enough about digital comics to go to the website and investigate. That is, it is interesting. Mm-hmm. But let's get it. Let, you want to dig into Blade? Well, I don't even have that page. Oh, you don't? Where is it? It's um in the interior, way in the interior, more closer to looking, the end. In, it's in blade, right? Yeah, one, oh, two, yeah. three, four, four pages from the back. Oh, I see. Let me see. It's got yeah, she and Daredevil for a solicitation yeah, be, for Daredevil. Yeah, blank space here as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, yours is blank too. Uh huh. Those those stickers are a headache from a clean and pressing standpoint, so I'm glad mine doesn't have it. Oh, I bet they press right through to the cover, don't they? They do. You have to you have to protect the issues. Uh, I'm sorry. You have to protect the pages surrounding the sticker by uh, encasing it in uh, acid-free printer paper. Oh, fuck. If you do too many boards, it stretches the, out the spine and the interior drops. Does the printing on those stickers come off or the goo? Does it no. heat up and get gooey? It can, but that's all in how you, how familiar you are, how comfortable you are with your presses. Every pressing wow. machine is different. I've got one right here behind me. For those of you that can see the mm-hmm. video, if you're going to watch on Twitch, this big bad boy here cannot do modern books. Uh, it, 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 it's, it heats them up so much that the waxy coating on the pages stick together and it basically bricks the book. So if you try to peel them apart, you're peeling apart color and everything. It damages the hell out of them. Man, I want to um, see, see a demonstration of, of the worst damage that happens. Can I send you, like, a throwaway book like that to do? Well, I have a throwaway book. Mm. I have a lot of throwaways. That whole stack back there are I throwaway books fun. I can play with. I think it'd be fun to do some of those and show and make some videos and show them online. They're my um, um, experimental books, you know? Like, you've got to stay on yeah. top of different methods. You can't just keep, you know, treat every book the same. So no, if I need to experiment not. with a different kind of paper stock or anything. I have the proof right here in my hands with these two books. They are very, very different. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I Look at how one of them, that Marvel book is just folding it. up like crazy. And that 
that spawn yeah. book, the Scorch, is not uh it doesn't have much give. Right. Very cool. Blade. You get into Blade? I loved it actually. I know it's formulaic, it but fun. I prefer yeah. this type of formula than what I saw in Scorched. What I read in Scorched. <laughs> now I don't know many of the names in comics these days, of course. That's partially why we're here. <laughs> and mm-hmm. um, I saw Hill on the cover and I'm like, what? Like Joe Hill wrote this? <laughs> no. Actually, Brian. <laughs> Brian Hill. Okay, that's fine. That's I didn't fine look too. up what he's known Brian for. No, but um, I might look a little further after this. I like this book, too. I really like that it just opens on Chernobyl, and the whole f- first page is just, like, splattered in blood. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then I'm like... Blood I'm zombies. Like, yeah, I'm like, whoa, are these, like, blood vampires or oh. blood zombies? Like, you could see, like, the Spoiler warning. visage of... Well, oh, by the way. Spoiler warning. warning. Yeah, Yeah. for all time. All time series spoiler warning. Yeah, and I have a little bit of of info about the writer of this particular issue. Yeah, but I I like that the first page, I'm like, I'm asking myself questions like, whoa, are those like zombies or vampires made out of blood? And then on the next page... um, (laughs) He says that. He mentions it. it. Yeah, (laughs) wait, no, not the next page, but the one after... Mm-hmm. He's like, you never told me you could make blood zombies. <laughs> like, oh, cool, blood zombies. Uh, I like that. Did you read this with Wesley Snipes' voice? Absolutely, I can't. Mm-hmm. Not. Can't do that. It's impossible. I not do that. Like, it, it's yeah. it's always going to be Wesley. Don't Snipes. even ask I mean, me to try. Yeah, I'd have until... to. Get, I'd have to <laughs> like, kind of like fucking Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind operation or something. Mm-hmm. Like, with get that, rid of the that total recall person. machine. Fuck it, yeah, yeah, yeah. something like that. Right. Machine. Uh, there's a few. There's a point about the writer Brian Hill. You, you know, he fits really well with this horror theme because he was a writer on Ash versus Evil Dead. Oh, cool. He was uh, on the, yeah. on the show, or was there the staff a staff writer? He did ten episodes. Series. No, no, the show, the TV series. Oh, cool. He was I, on I did, ten of those episodes. I didn't watch enough of that show to get into it. I think I would have if I had given it like three episodes, but I only watched that first ever episode and um, didn't really take immediately for me. I see where you're coming from. Yeah, yeah, but it was. Sure, I saw the first season. I'm sure, if I got into the groove of it, yeah, through the first like few episodes, I would like it. But I, it, I, it I need to find the time. Need to find the time. Anyway. Um, Blade's looking good here. I, I always like that there's fire reflected in his cool shades. He's looking pretty cool. Now, is he the kind of vampire who can't see his reflection in the mirror? Because his facial hair lines are like perfection. No uh, aren't they? Well, so there was two days ago. Just look up if he can't see in the mirror. Two days ago, there was a trailer released for a new Blade video game coming, and it was just oh. a cinematic. It wasn't actual gameplay or anything. But guess what he's doing in that trailer? Is he shaving lines? He's getting into the shaved. He's at a barber shop getting shaved. So That's yes. Cool. <laughs> so he can't. Uh, no, he doesn't do it himself. It's, it's awesome. If he, professional work. He does. goes to a professional to do it. I yeah. see. But I think he can because he's a daywalker, and they explain that in the front. And that's what I really like about these Marvel books is that one page like, or two pages Maybe it's in, like 50% transparent. It's like he's looking at his reflection in like a window. And the, the transparency setting has been turned off. Kind of see yourself, yeah. yeah. <laughs> kind of see yourself, I guess. Yeah. F vampire. Uh, but yeah, Marvel does these. What do you? What would you call these? They're just like the story so far page. This, yeah, it's like the catch-up, the 
previously on Blade. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, first of all, they give an introduction to the Blade character itself. If you're that uh-huh. uninformed, right at the top, they have a paragraph about Eric Brooks is the half human half vampire hybrid. Blah blah blah. Blade. They got that going on, uh, which is cool. You know. And then yeah, there was I didn't know his name was Eric is, Brooks. Oh, yeah, you I think you learned that in the original movie. Or you learn oh. his name is Eric. I don't know if you learn Brooks. Maybe you do. I don't know. It's, I wasn't in, sure. it's in the movie. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, um that was good to have and I would have appreciated Blue Beetle more if it had a page like this summarizing the story. Definitely. Man, I saw I reading through this. I saw a lot of parallels to my experience reading that Blue Beetle comic. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Yeah, it's weird, huh? They are kind of uh-huh. the same. They are kind of cut out of the same. The, well, here's here's what I noticed. It's 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 the they're going to it make sure that you understand that it's part of the the whole comic universe that they're in. So, like Blue Beetle brought in Starfire, who's a uh, you know Teen Titan. I think she's in Teen Titan. Uh. This blade brings in Dracula, and at the very end, you get the solicitation for the next. I didn't know that was coming, and that kind of threw me off guard. I was pretty surprised by that in a good way. Well, here's I didn't know that that was coming, and we'll talk more about how I feel about that. Okay, real real, real quick, the the spoiler is that they have a little epilogue that has Blade talking to Hulk because of what's happening in the Hulk comic. I read the Hulk comic uh, uh, on a monthly basis every time it comes out. It's amazing. It's great. It's fantastic. I know. You've been telling me all about I, it. I keep trying to get people reading read it, it, and this might be this might be the moment. This might be the end right here. It's it ties right into what's going on in Hulk, um, and it's okay. very similar stories. But that might happen we'll anyway. We it, get into we, it. It says this is Mother of Evil Part Six. So it. It feels like we're at the end of an arc because, you know, most arcs don't really go past six, past six issues. No. Rarely they'll do 12, but... Sometimes, but that's a pretty rare. standard kind of arc number. So I'm feeling that we're at the end of a story. And the catch-up is also makes me feel that way because it's long. <laughs> it's, there's it a lot long. of stuff going on here. And I don't want to read it or get into it, but... No. Um, Blade was tricked into unleashing an ancient evil. Yeah. And so now this evil is unleashed and it's causing problems and now Blade has to fix the problems. Basically the same thing is happening in Hulk. <laughs> you know, okay, I see. It's the Hulk, exact same description. <laughs> Hulk is dealing with this evil. Are they calling not it the, the same, same evil? Madonna or whatever? No, it's not the same evil. Okay. It's not anyway. the same, but it's basic evil. And that happening in the same planet in the same universe with the, you know, these intertwined heroes, it makes sense that they would cross over. Mhm. Um, and there's no indication in the latest issue of Hulk that he was crossing over into Blade or Blade's going into that really? title. But I just think that, yeah, yeah, there's a lot missing from this Hulk. Has, we'll see next week. In the I'm Hulk series, week. has Hulk been running around with like other similar characters like Ghost Rider and stuff like that? Well, no, yes and no. It just turns out that they introduced a new zombie Ghost Rider in the latest issue of Hulk. Oh. This is issue number six. First appearance of that character. Apparently, this Harley Davidson is very accurate. That's stupid. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, I thought he's already a zombie, basically. I was, I was, I guess he's a ghost. Okay. Yeah. Well, he's the spirit of vengeance. So I think, like, the zombie part is that he's 
literally dead and then comes back to life as like a rotting needed. But he's dead. He he's not alive. I see. Where Johnny Blaze and Danny Ketch are and Robbie Reyes are alive. They're humans. They transform into Ghost Rider. This guy's dead comes that. up from the ground like a zombie and then zombie and a ghost rider and he's bit by a vampire later and turns into a vampire zombie ghost and and also master of the mystic arts and (laughs) is he (laughs) in league with what is he in league with uh he was taught by dr strange or something no no oh i see okay anyway blade i made that part Um, up they should hire me marvel hire me Now, I watch a lot of movies, of course. I watch a lot more movies than I read comic books. And I was feeling a lot of movies going through this Blade comic, let me tell you. Oh, that, oh that's a cool spread right there. It is. Sorry, Spirit I just had flash. to do it. Yeah, I oh. like that Ghost Rider. Dracula is a cool character in this. You know, it's not exactly what I expected. He's more like fucking like Liam Neeson and Batman Begins, you know. Did you ever read uh, the Tomb of Dracula run or Blade's first appearance in that series? A long time ago, I read Blade's first appearance and I read some real early Tomb of Dracula um, from the 70s. So is that like Gene Colan and stuff? Yeah. Um, I've read some of that stuff here and there in in collections and trades and stuff like that i'm going to assume they didn't have a relationship the way that they're acting in this issue because i i haven't read it it'd be interesting to see though yeah i never read enough of it to pick up on any big overarching story or anything like that uh it's a nice showcase of of dracula's never really get into too much stuff Mm. you know um, Dracula's it's, it's got a good cross section of some some of his powers the way he turns into mist the way he turns into animals just like uh, yep Brian I really Stoker. like that yeah uh, uh, oh, and then he and, resurrects zombies yeah and even more so they go into a moment where he's like talking about his history and it's a lot like the movie Bram Stoker uh, yeah it is he's even wearing like that weird like um, red like muscly sort of armor you know who who directed that in one of the Coppola? scenes? Francis Coppola, yeah, Francis Coppola, Ford Coppola. Yeah. He's got that red armor, and it was just taking me right to the opening of Francis Ford Coppola's movie. Um, I don't know. I I think that that kind of imagery of Dracula in that weird like armor was new imagery from that movie, but um, so I'm, seems I'm like not, it's stuck. It's part of the zeitgeist now. Yeah, has Dracula. that ever? Is is Dracula portrayed in this like Coppola style in in the comics? Um, um, to be honest, the last time I read a Dracula appearance was in a Doctor Strange book in the eighties. Mm-hmm. So I I don't know about modern Dracula in Marvel comics. I'd love there... to read. I'd love it. A series, maybe this exists, and someone let me know. Um, or, you know, write in and get in touch if this exists and I don't know about it. But I would love it if there was a series of like Dracula back in his day when he was a crusader, you know, like his, mm-hmm. that whole transformation into Dracula, into being a vampire. Um, yeah. you know, stretch that out and show me that in the Marvel origin. <laughs> yeah. And make it like a Conan kind of book, you know, but with Dracula, dude, that'd be mm-hmm. fucking awesome. 
how brutal it is. I know, I know that they had there was a storyline about ten years ago, maybe more. Uh, it was an X Men title. Uh, it was an X Men crossover called Mutants versus Vampires, and I think Dracula was a part of that one. Um, and I know that he, in the eighties he had a cross, uh, like a there was a mini series too, X Men versus Dracula. Yeah. Um, but this new modern Dracula seems kind of mild. I guess like milk toast. Yeah, he seems like a nice guy. <laughs> seems like he seems a nice like guy. a nice guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, he's what basically is... saying he's basically saying like, look, I'm fucking old and chilled out these days. Okay, mm-hmm. I know what's going on with being a vampire, and like, I'm not a bad guy. Maybe a lot of people don't think I'm a good guy, but you know, I'm not a bad. Uh, yeah, guy. yeah. Perspective, I think, is the word that he really uses in the conversation. Yeah, he does. Right, um, and but the, also. You know what? It seems like a it seems like a discussion that Blade would have had with somebody at some point <laughs> along this way. You yeah. know, so that's why it seems like a tired old kind of trope theme and trope. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The other trope is, um, and it makes it feel like exposition again. Yeah. Like, but on, I think this this same conversation yeah. might have happened in the movies where he's trying to turn Blade. Um, to, uh, he's trying to get Braid to embrace his vampire side as opposed to thinking mm-hmm. that he's completely human. Yeah, yeah, it's, that's what I'm saying. Like, this theme gets told over and over and over, you know, I'm sure. Yeah. I, I haven't even read all, all the books, but I'm sure that you could find examples of this happening previously in comic books and movies and all over the fucking place. So it doesn't to really interest me. Yeah. It doesn't interest me. It's annoying and... Like the more I think about the pedigree that this guy comes from and his education, Brian yeah. Hill, the writer, oh, um, I get more and more disappointed in this issue. Yeah, and I could tell it's a setup for some fun stuff to come, but I think the fun stuff to come is more like fighty fight fights, which is cool. Right. You know, fighty Classic fight Marvel. fights, runny run fights, and stuff like that. You know, that's fun, but. I don't know. That is classic Marvel, though, pitting one hero against the other. Sure. When there's a greater evil to be fought. Yeah. It's yeah, tropes. Right. It's all tropes. This guy's just like selecting from maybe like a, a bucket, maybe a hat. He put a, he listed a bunch of tropes, put them on a little post-it note, folded them up, put them in a jar, and then it's just pulling them out. Here's issue one. Here's issue two. Yeah. Here's issue three. Also, what's going on here is – Neo and Morpheus in the training room in the Matrix. All this is is Neo is Morpheus explaining to Neo about the Matrix, uh-huh. and then and then bringing him. You think you you think that's air you're breathing? Like that whole mm-hmm. shit. That's all this is, really. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> it's it's um, Yoda and Luke. So I'm like, I like the portrayal of of Dracula. I think Dracula's cool. Blade is very fucking basic. <laughs> Like, there's nothing too interesting going on here. Also, he seems like he's fucking, like, roided up or some kind of fucking rage machine because he goes off the rails like that, you know? Mm-hmm. He's, like, walking around, and Dracula's like, how about try to fight me? And Blade's like, okay! <laughs> like, just yeah. fucking brutalized. Swipe, swipe. He's sword, so ready. Sword. <laughs> he just seems, like, angry and ready to fight guy, which, um, you know, that doesn't interest me either. Nope. Anyway, um, I'm the least bit, but yeah, Dracula's cool. How he could shape shift into different animals. Uh, I think it's kind of stupid that like, it's, I guess it's just a decision. I guess that they made 
I would have made it a little different, but he's t- fully transformed into a wolf. But he's got these he's got these speech bubbles coming out out like he the wolf is fucking talking, and then I, all I do in my head is imagine this wolf talking I with the same thing. words come out. They should mm-hmm. have done like little bubbles lines and... that it's telepathy. You know, they could have yeah. done something here. Yeah, yeah, telepathy or do what goes what they do with Ghost Rider is do that jagged. Uh, word balloons. Yeah, where so it's, it's like a supernatural way of him talking. Kind of voice. That's right. Mm-hmm. Simple. Yeah, these smooth word balloons indicate just regular conversation, and I don't think that works when you're an animal. <laughs> and then I'm like, is this wolf moving its mouth or something? Um, that would look weird, like a cartoon. I don't know. I, I nitpick kinda... these, these little things because I I don't really know what's going on in the broader story, so I can't nitpick the story. I guess. Right. <laughs> but right. But it, but also in my comic, just general comic reading experience, these are the kinds of things that stick out to me. This is this is part of your medium, and this is part of what you use to tell your story. And it, it takes me out of the picture. You know, if I'm watching a movie and I hear bad sound or see mm-hmm. something in the frame that shouldn't be there, it's going to... boom might come down. <laughs> or they cross the 180 line in a wrong way, or some some just like generalized standard mistake that you know just takes me out of it then that's a problem in any comic yeah no matter how well versed in marvel lore you are or what the fuck ever anyway <laughs> agreed yeah yeah it does take uh, me out of it that happened a couple of times for me yeah what else is going on here it's gorier than than i would have expected actually yes this book it's pretty it's pretty gruesome in some scenes when blade is fucking up these like um resurrected matrix zombies that are are like fighting fodder yeah he's tearing them apart and i'm saying like there's blood but also there's like spilling intestine and entrails guts and chunks and it's pretty gory pretty bloody which Uh, i actually just slices his arm open pours it into a cup too which I appreciate, but also like um, this is just like a regular Marvel book. It doesn't have any kind of. It's not like a a more adult imprint or anything like that. I don't think Marvel does that. Uh, do they not? They did that. The last time they did that was uh, Marvel Knights. So that was oh, a long oh, last time, about twenty yeah, years ago. It was twenty years ago. Okay. Well, um, so yeah, you really like got modern- you really got to look closely. Um, to see that it says parental advisory by the barcode or look in yeah. the book. If you're a parent and you're concerned and you're thinking, Hey, a Marvel, a standard Marvel or standard DC comic, that should be good for all ages. You know, mm-hmm. Spider-Man doesn't have that. Here's a Spider-Man barcode there. Is Spider-Man spilling people's entrails out of their severed um, corpse? And Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, I'm just saying. The Hulk, though, on, on this. Me, but it might bother some people. And if you're just walking into a comic shop and you don't know any better. It's inconsistent, though. There should be a parental advisor on this because I, and I, I've talked to this about with a lot of comic fans on Instagram. What are you holding up here? Hulk, Incredible Hulk issue six, the latest issue of Hulk. This has one of the most disturbing Hulk transformations. It's not. It would be gory if they added blood to it, but they didn't. And I think that's what skipped the parental advisory. That's what flew it by. But mm. this this thing still is grotesque. It's still, yeah. I mean, I would have some trouble showing yeah. this to my niece. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, 
And you got to look real, either look yeah. inside and read it yourself or mm-hmm. look real close. I don't know. But so, um, also, it's a, first thing it says in the beginning of this Blade comic is Chernobyl. So, I guess we're in Chernobyl. Is that where Dracula hangs out in in Marvel comics, or is it <laughs> is it not Transylvania? Because that's where I associate Dracula with. Like, call me weird or whatever. Transylvania or Pittsburgh. So what's, what's up with Chernobyl? <laughs> I don't really know. That wasn't in this whole book. That's full of um, exposition. Exposition. They didn't yeah. include that part. Um, the exposition doesn't feel quite as forced as it did in that Blue Beetle book, though, from last week. And I think they needed that forced exposition because they don't have that story so far page. A lot of that was taken care of in there, so yeah. it didn't go as hard. Yeah, and I feel like I walked away from this with a better understanding of what's going on and who these characters are and what's about to happen than I did in that Blue Beetle book also mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. when I walked away at the end. And I was walked away enticed. Because of this one? Because of that hole. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because what you said, they introduce um, the idea that Blade and Hulk are going to cross over next. Right. They're dealing with similar issues. It just makes sense that they would if they're in the same yeah. universe, you know? So this guy, I don't know if he's Bruce Banner. Is it Bruce yes, Banner? Yes, it's Bruce. Mm-hmm. It is? So yeah, Bruce Hulk Banner. has gone into the, – that they they've gone back to Hulk roots. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've added the fact that Hulk hates Bruce Banner because of what happened under a different writer. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, but he's roaming the country. Are they separate or no? No, they transforms. No. They're together. Yeah, they're transforms. They're together. But those transformations are getting harder and harder on him, and you can see it in the art in those in those books. Mm-hmm. Um, they're leading up to Hulk completely taking over soon. That's cool. Um, but they did not. It, it, it's so good. I'm, I'll gush over it later when we talk. When we do a Hulk book, it's so well, good. Yeah. Philip Johnson, Philip Kennedy Johnson, I think the writer's name is. The, the which Off-notch, we'll sorry. see what we'll see what our picks are at the uh, for next week at the end of this episode. But um, this very well could lead into our Hulk book that we're going to do. We'll see, because this issue takes you right to Hulk number seven, which comes out next week. It says, monsters have been plaguing the Hulk, and the Adana just released legions more. Blade joins him in this creepy, macabre tale of slaying demons. Blade number seven, yeah. Blade number, uh, is this Blade number seven or Hulk? Yeah, it's Blade number seven. It's Blade number seven because the Hulk number seven is going to be a Ghost Rider story. Oh, okay. Uh. And the solicitation behind this hat talks about the next issue. So, you know, okay, they're two so, separate stories. So it is Blade 7. They should have been clearer on that, though. Yeah, they, they weren't clear version. enough. And I, I wasn't sure. It doesn't give you a number or any. It just says this, next. The Incredible Hulk. This is what made me think it was the Hulk comic. is because it says next. And then it gives the Incredible Hulk in the Incredible Hulk font and artwork. You know, word artwork and everything. The logo. Mm-hmm. The logo. That's what made me think. Um, it must it, be the Hulk. Side note, I just want to mention something here, Oz. Um, uh-huh. You selected this background, and all these spine ticks are driving me insane. <laughs> On the <laughs> background. Also rolled. and uh, yeah, Some rolling, things. some pairs. They're all in, like, VG uh-huh. condition. <laughs> uh-huh. This is Life literally is. a picture from my collection. 
Oh, really? <laughs> no, it's not. But it could, oh. very well could be. Yeah. <laughs> those are those are my kind of books, man. <laughs> yeah, they've been those read. Kind of been loved. Yeah. Read and loved. Mm-hmm. Anyway, are we closing the cover on this, or what, what else? I... Do you say? It's it's would... very standard. Very, you know. I would recommend this if it was more of of um, maybe like the start of a storyline or the end of the storyline. Well, it this does whole, kind of feel like the start of something, you know. This does feel like the start of something. This is way better than the Blue Beetle that I had selected last week. Actually, I would pick up this. In fact, it almost makes me feel like I'm caught up enough to where, um, what are we on, issue six? Issue I could six. probably skip that first trade act and, and continue on with this story, and it'd be just fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I am right there with you, man. This on the other hand, it doesn't seem like there was too much going on in that first five issues. Who knows? But I think that these uh, this this whole as story so far aspect that Marvel took on this book worked out great, and it's caught me for issue seven. If I see that uh, issues, I'm not going to like you know purposely hunt it out. If I see it on the stands and I got the three ninety nine for it, I'm picking it up. So the the other thing I wanted to say actually is because I only am familiar with blade from movies uh-huh. from the blade movies and he also in the cinematic universe he hasn't been introduced really just one scene uh, as a voice TV only show? in eternals he was in eternals at the very very end one well, of the I last really oh, uh, so they i know that they've been gearing up to introduce him for a long time but it hasn't happened yet so they got yeah, his, his, the production of that movie got delayed when the writers went on strike, and then yes. when the actors went on strike, so that ruined a bunch of of uh, and it dates. Didn't get promoted or anything. Yeah. It's now just gar- barely. Um, they're starting up writing again. I'm um, told it was pretty okay. <laughs> yeah, I heard it was okay, but also just, like, like you've got an Academy Award winning actor playing Blade, Marshal Ali. Oh, okay. And I hope that it's good, but we'll see. Is Blade is Blade just like not cool because of the era that we're living in right now? You know, like can Blade even work? I don't know. We'll find out. We're all gonna find out when that movie gets released or that trailer. His first appearance. I'll tell you right now. His first appearance in in Tomb of Dracula is 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 still and it always has been a pricey book. Yeah, that's true. Well, Blade's a very popular character because of those movies. Man, he, two, two is awesome. <laughs> yeah, those are fun movies. Um, but with that said, and I'm familiar with him as a movie character, mm-hmm. um, and I haven't seen him cross over with other comic characters in any medium, um, it felt feels a bit weird to think about him and Hulk hanging out, you know? And I know that he's, you know, with these people a lot in comic books, but I haven't read those, so mm-hmm. it feels like unfamiliar territory to me. Anyway. Yeah. It so does, yeah, me too. I'm right there with you. I'd be interested to see how I feel um, reading a story with Blade hanging out with, like, I don't know, Wolverine or something like that. Which there was just a Blade Wolverine one shot uh, that had some awesome covers to it, but the story was crap. <laughs> okay. It's just, oh, you know, we're, we're, we're two badasses. We're going to fight, and then uh, we're going to fight vampires together, and then bye. Vampires are a huge you know, deal in Marvel continuity right now, though, because Wolverine in that solo series, it started out with him fighting vampires in France. Oh, really? 
Yeah. So like there's been I guess it's popular. It's a it's a popular villain in Marvel right now. Mm. They did well they did their whole zombies thing and they wrung that rag out to dry. Oh, they're still doing it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. They're still ringing that uh, one out. Yeah, they're probably uh, down to their last drop and their hands are fucking raw from ringing that rag and they're probably trying to move on to something similar but different and they chose vampires. Vampires. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Well, anyway, the next book that we have, I also thought, is this character of his era uh, and, you know, may mm-hmm. not work today as well as he did in the extreme late 90s? Maybe. He's got four titles, so. Possibly. I, I know he's that. the Batman of Image Comics. But it's Keeps just. the lights like, on over there. But he i feel like does he only have four com- titles because image comics is still going and it's still being run by the people who created spawn you know um would spawn I, have a home if image comics went away and absolutely stopped doing it and all that stuff yeah you think i think so just based off of how um popular it is every sale i'm kidding not every sale somebody's going to ask me for spawn any spawn I see people, other fellow sellers on Instagram posting up Spawn bundles. Even the stuff that was printed in the millions, so it's dollar books, are still selling consistently. Wild. Um, yeah. Um, so I think, yeah, it'll hold on to its own. And then it's because it's image, Todd McFarlane can say, like, hey, I'll sell this character over to Marvel or DC. Um, and it continues. How much... How much of a hand does McFarlane these days actually have in writing and drawing Spawn? He got a writing credit on this one. I, I know. He, he got writing a writing credit on all of them. A, Todd McFarlane, additional script, also creative director Todd McFarlane. He holds on to Spawn like it's his child. Hmm. How Anybody much writing he has he's actually doing, though? I don't think he's doing any of it, but I think he wants the writing credit. Because it, I've read McFarlane, so like let's say, for example... Um, the Spider-Man run when, you know, highest, one of the highest selling comics of all time, Spider-Man number one, he did up to issue number six or seven, one of those. And that writing is pure, unadulterated trash. The guy cannot write. Um, yeah. At a, at a, yeah. And he, isn't he the kind of guy who will also admit to that and tell you? Oh, that yeah. He, all the time. Tell you himself his all biggest strength is his art. Yeah. I think all the tropes that they ended up using, because this issue, man, this issue is full of tropes. A bar yes. fight. Uh, someone hitting on the girl. The girl kicking their ass. Uh, what? A girl can fight? Uh-huh. That yeah. whole thing. Uh, that's totally McFarlane. Yeah. Um, but he's giving definitely. a launching point to a lot of these guys who wouldn't have had a launching point. Here so this is, <clears throat> this is The Scorched, number 24? Or is this... Spawn number 24? No, this is... Colon the Scorched, or what's going on here with this fucking It's just title? the Scorched. The story so far... There even is a story so far, and I appreciate it. There have it been 23 book. other issues there called 23. Scorched. Yes, and that okay. she spawned there. Do you remember the Spawn movie? Yeah, yes. So you, there was a female hit, hitman there. There was a female oh, hitman who... Yeah, lit, uh, lit was she... Al Simmons on fire? Yeah. That's her. Jessica okay. Priest. That's her. Uh, she debuted in Spawn Comics in the late 90s, but apparently my understanding is she just recently became a She-Spawn. Cool. Um, but I think Spawn... She-Spawn? She-Spawn. And then, yes. The yes, yes, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you didn't see that? They call it that no. in the issue, too. I, I, they 
Really? The team is made up of all these yes. old Todd McFarlane throwaway yeah. characters. The most interesting yeah. one is that Dr. Fate knockoff, whose medieval why, spawn. So he these are old me, throwaway characters? Maybe that's why it's so They're nine. not throwaway. That medieval spawn cost McFarlane millions of dollars to own the rights to. So he's using them. <laughs> he's using them consistently. But it cost wow. him a lot of money because of that whole lawsuit with Neil Gaiman and issue num- spawn issue number nine. Yeah, though. If you haven't kept up with that or read the book, uh, Todd McFarlane versus the world, you, they, they talk a lot about Cogliostro. He talks a lot about Medieval Spawn and in Angela. Those three were three different interactions. Legally, they were three different interactions. And he had paid up the, out the ass for Medieval Spawn. Yeah, because um, since Neil Gaiman wrote it, he owned those characters. He owned the he characters. For that issue. Yeah, and for I think I think the biggest one being uh, the biggest one of the three being what's her name Angela Angela yeah Angela correct Um, yeah he created the characters and then was also in there was medieval spawn and Cogliostro yes he he had um do you remember Miracle Men Alan Moore creation well not a creation it was a Michelangelo creation that Alan Moore kind of redid and had that whole series and then passed right. it over to Neil Gaiman and they never finished it or they never released the last issue. And then, well, the only reason Todd owns medieval spawn was because he thought he, Todd thought he owned the rights to miracle man and dangled it as a bone, as a carrot over to Neil Gaiman saying, Hey, if you give me medieval spawn, I'll give you miracle man. Uh, hmm. And it turns out legally he didn't own miracle man to begin with. Uh, it's an awesome story. It's an awesome story about the inside of comics from the nineties up until recently, because that judgment just had come out. Mm, um, when, when did Marvel take the rights to 2012, 2015, one of those. Really? Either way, there's a lot of history in this book, um, both in the pages and outside the pages. But it's so poorly I, I written. Tell- it is it, I at least it does a good job of a new reader like me who has no idea what's going on. After this, I have a pretty good idea of what's going on. Sort of. I don't know what's going on with Spawn. I I think he's oh, king of that's hell. That's the only thing that's kind of a mystery. Is like they keep referring to Al as like mm-hmm. they split paths. He's busy. Got his hands full. He, yeah, he's having a midlife crisis or something like that. I think it's and because he, he's in charge of hell. I don't know. I'm not I, reading I, Spawn comics. But all I took that as is like, okay, so they they brushed off Spawn so they can get to these characters. Mm-hmm. That's all you need to know is like Spawn cannot be in this comic because of reasons. Anyway, moving on. Like that's mm-hmm. all you need to know is like. By the way, this isn't a Spawn book. Spawn's not going to be in this. Forget about it. Forget about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah totally. Spawn, if you want that, this is the scorch for fuck's sake. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. I like this design of what'd you say? She spawn. She spawn. She. God damn it. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> McFarlane. Yeah. Everybody's uh, all over his nuts, but he can't write his way out of a paper, a wet paper bag. The intro. The intro is cool. So I always like it when they're like breaking into old ruins. You know, old temples. <laughs> that, that's always fun. Uh-huh. You know, even if it is tropey. Uh-huh. Um, does this guy? Does this guy, Mr. Bishop, have clones or cyborg clones? Or are but these those, those look like uh, an old Spawn villain called Overt Kill. Do you remember that video with 
looks like him Lex and in his Superman suit. In his Superman. yeah, it's like the Lex Luthor Superman suit. But I think those are like surgically implanted into him, like over. Oh, okay. Um, and I think it's just a bunch of those type of those type of cyborgs. Well, these guys get off in a cool way because they all get down into the secret trapdoor that they were looking for in this temple or whatever. Mm-hmm. They awaken this it's beast. A prison, but, yeah. Yeah, but it's a pretty cool scene of like, um, they're like, is this place safe? And he's like, absolutely not. And then a sound, a blade slicing through the dark, whisper quiet and glass smooth. And then the light comes back on and it's uh, all the guys have been decapitated. You can tell what wasn't written by Todd McFarlane and what was. I think the <laughs> the the prologue was not written by McFarlane. I think he did the interior, or at least he had his hand in deciding what was going in the interior. <laughs> I like the artwork in this issue. It's uh, let's see, Steven Segovia. Segovia, yeah, he's a big DC guy too. Does a bunch of covers. Oh, okay, cool. And oh, it was scripted by John Layman. John Lehman. That's who I'd have to look up. I don't. I'm not. Colors by J. David Ramos. Pretty good. I like all the artwork. I like the color. <coughs> um. Oh, he worked on Chew. Chew was a good book. Did you ever oh, read Chew? Yeah, I've got a couple issues of that. That he wrote from way back when. Is that wait? No, I'm thinking of an old indie. Um, where he's a police detective and anything that he tastes, he gets a psychic impression of. No, I don't think I read that. Oh, that's a good series. I recommend it. There's something else. C H E W written by John Lane. He's a, yeah. Number one. Well, that's cool. Well, um, this book is, like I said, it's very pretty, you know, it's drawn. Well, the action is drawn. Well, <laughs> There's you action know. in it, in in for it having apparently taken place after like a, you know, the big meetup with Spawn. Apparently, maybe even after some sort of battle. Like this doesn't seem like it's issue two or issue three. It seems like it's well into the story. Uh huh. Um, I like that. There's a narrator here. Yeah, it's a third person narrator. It's not like it's not like I'm getting thought bubbles from jessica as she's riding her motorcycle along the street there's a narrator talking right which makes it feel little less like <laughs> like <laughs> exposition because if she, if she was riding down the street with these thoughts in her head of like what's already been going on like that takes me out of it it's like nobody thinks like that nobody does that you know right this is clearly just for me that's reading not, that's not how people work <laughs> It's not how people work. They don't go around like, for me, you know, <laughs> that was before I went toe-to-toe with my mentor and friend. Like, I'm never writing down, like, having these thoughts. But they'll do that in comic books sometimes for this exposition, and it fucks it all up. It's, it mm-hmm. messes it up. And a, a third-person narrator works better. <clears throat> and, um, yeah, I'm, she's walking into this bar, and I'm still intrigued. I'm like, oh, who are these guys that she's meeting up with? Um, again, the art is good. I like how they build the location well, you know, the bar setting that they're in. They build the setting well. They build the world well. You know, there, there's like a scene where they're sitting at the bar and they look strange in this bar. And also in the background, you've got two onlookers sort of 
looking at them strangely to sort of build on that idea. And like, they don't have to do, they didn't have to do that. You know, mm-hmm. you don't have to draw those, you don't have to draw those extra characters, but they're there and they're giving weird looks and it's adding to it. And I appreciate that kind of stuff in art. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's creating an environment. Yep. Yeah, sure. What else? What else do you got to say about this? So I'm like, oh, you brought the helmet seriously, and I, it's being a Dr. reader, Fate. I don't know what this is. Yeah, it kind of does look like Doctor Fate's helmet for sure. Um, I don't know what's going on here, so I'm intrigued, and it makes me want to keep reading. And then I find out, oh, this guy is is um, medieval Spawn. Medieval Spawn. I've heard of medieval Spawn because I've seen I've seen medieval Spawn on the covers when I've gone into comic shops. It's been around for a long time. I've seen medieval Spawn toys now. Yes. This is a, this is a, the comic series that I most tie in with toy sales in my head Spawn. more than any other comic series or character. Yeah, Spawn. Like more than any other comic character, when you say Spawn, I think of comics and toys both together. Yeah. You know, if you the in the Spawn comics that you read, do you find that sort of like on our other show, Frank Walker Wonder Hour? You know, we're in the middle of the '80s, and we're seeing a lot of cartoons that are just built to sell these toys that they want to sell. Do you ever feel in Spawn comics that they're doing that with comics, just no. trying to sell their toys? I don't, but I don't read enough Spawn comics. Yeah, I guess this, so. was, this is my first Spawn comic in like uh, probably a couple, few years. I just tie them so intrinsically to toy sales that I'd be scared reading a Spawn comic that really this is just like a big advertisement for your crazy toys. Like, mm-hmm. I know they're still producing Spawn toys, but McFarlane isn't doing as many anymore because he's yeah, got the DC license. Mm-hmm. He's got the DC right. license. So like every month there's a wave that comes up of new DC toys from McFarlane toys. And they're great, I have, man. Those I have several quality. of those. Yeah, they look really good. I was so excited when he got that line and he started doing, I think one of the first things he did was Dark Knight Returns. Uh-huh. Toys, uh-huh. Those were so good. Yeah. Uh, and then Death Metal. That Death Metal Uh-oh. series, which I haven't read from DC. It's I on haven't my read file. either. It, it was so daunting to me and seemed so hard to break into. And, and it, it was like the biggest crossover that I remember seeing in a decade or something. It was mm-hmm. so huge. It was everywhere. Oh. And I think I was even recommended, uh, like by 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 the comic book guy at the comic book shop or something like. Oh, really? <laughs> don't don't just dive into this. This is not. You have to know so much. Like there are so many trades. Typical DC. Like, okay, fucking forget it. Because yeah. I, you know, I'm always, I'm out. I wear on my sleeve that I'm a comic uh, casual. You know, I'm a casual comic <laughs> reader. So <laughs> so. Cool. If you want to give me a warning against those kinds of things, please do. I need them. What else? So these characters are bad. They go into a bar and they're actually badasses because they beat up a bunch of misogynistic barflies, right? Right. And then they're like, we need to be a team and conquer this evil force thing. And then it ends. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much the gist of it. That's it. That's, okay, cool. That's that's it in a nutshell. Yeah, we're done. <laughs> Closing the book here. Um, no, but they're cool. I hate how they call medieval spawn. They literally call him medieval. Yeah, as if you're like, hey, they medieval. name him though. He's got a name. Okay, yeah, I know. But in the in the last panel here, the where they 
the spread where they reveal themselves, you know, as their characters. She's, she says, friend of yours, medieval. And I just, that made me medieval. <laughs> like close <laughs> it just sounds so stupid. Yeah, medieval. Absolutely. <laughs> and I, I'm hoping like, oh no, they're not calling this guy medieval through a lot of this, are they? Like, I guess I, <laughs> that's kind of too stupid to me. Anyway. It's very spawny, isn't it? <laughs> it's very it really Rick Farley, yeah. 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 It really takes me back to the 90s. That's why you said, oh, these are maybe throw, thrown away or forgotten about, put on the back burner old McFarlane characters. Well, they do feel like they're kind of dusted off from like the late 90s. Mm-hmm. Is that is that what's happening here? I don't I know. I think that's pretty much what's happening. I don't know enough about the story, the origin behind the team, um, <laughs> what cur- what's currently going on with Al Simmons, but... No, I don't, I don't, after reading this, I don't think I'd be interested in picking up the next issue. The next issue of Scorch. Well, if you don't want that, there is more in the Spawn universe. It says ongoing titles, Spawn, King Spawn, Gunslinger, and this, the Scorch. Now there are four. Gunslinger Spawn. Wow. Okay. I I know they listed it as Gunslinger in the solicitation, but it's Gunslinger Spawn. It's a Western spawn. He's really cool. That's not like from. That's not like crossover from like Stephen King, Dark Tower no, universe. Is not it? that gunslinger. No. Oh, okay. Anyway, if any of this stuff, I might be curious to pick up a uh, actual, you know, Spawn comic and see what's going on in Spawn. It says they're on issue three forty-eight. Yeah, coming up. Almost up to three fifty. I think I will pick up 350. Um, I think that'll be my selection already. Just they, usually, but I, I, they usually do something fun for a 50 mark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And do they have solicitations? Do they have solicits on what 350 is going to be, or what? Yeah, have? it's out because uh, yeah, these these solicitations come out three months in advance. Oh yeah, so that's three issues, but there's two issues still there. Yeah, so yeah, it's out there. Cool. Well, what else about spawns? At the scorched twenty-five. I would, I like I said, I wouldn't pick up the next one. I didn't see. I saw trope after trope of just cheesiness. It's not my cup of tea. The best part is the cover. The cover's the great, though. Yeah, <laughs> it's a good cover. Um, I really like the color scheme and the like the glowing greens and the purples. The cover artist on that. The the poses are cool. You got the two guy characters in the background. It's kind of dumb that actually it's kind of dumb that Spawn is so and the Gunslinger are featured on this cover because they're not in this comic, by the way. No. Neither, neither of them. Neither of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Carlos something? Wait, or Z Carlos. Z E. That's a name. Zay? Z? Z Carlos? That's a Z Carlos. Is that a like a prefix? What is Zay? No, is that's that... a name. Apparently, it's like a Spanish, like a Mister or something like that in another language. No, that, it's just, it's like Castilian. Uh, it's a Castilian sure. name. Oh, okay. so Spanish, so Zay, Spanish from Spain. Maybe it's short for something. Uh, no, because there's a lot of uh, soccer players and stuff with that as a first name. Oh, cool. I'm googling it real quick. So, and Tonton Revolver. What? That's not a name. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. 
Okay. I guess that's the name. Anything could be a name these days. <laughs> Anything. Yeah. It's all right. I worked at a job once and I had to check IDs uh, to make sales and someone gave me an actual California legitimate ID and his name on it was Man Imitates Dog. I was like, okay. Oh, God. I'm sure I gave him a. I'm sure I gave him at least like a raised eyebrow, weird look. Oh, not an eye roll, at the very <laughs> least. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, all right, closing the cover on closing that one. George. What would I, you? Did you say you would you would get the next issue? How did you? Uh, no, I don't. I wouldn't pick up the next issue. This seems like it's going nowhere. I'm too interested to follow. Um, but I still am kind of interested in the Spawn universe. That's all I right. guess. And and I guess if, you know, with my interest, where that might take me is just to the Spawn title, the Shit, classic two ninety nine. it's worth classic it. Classic <laughs> Spawn title and just see what's going on in Spawn 350 or what the fuck ever. Mm-hmm. I would pick up Gunslinger Spawn too just to see what the hype is on that. Is Yeah, is there hype on that right now? Or are people kind of digging that? Oh, his first appearance is like $100. Jesus. Uh, well, because they there was a super low print run. At that point, nobody was reading Spawn, but he was creating new characters left and right in the title. And now uh-huh. that they've gained uh, popularity, those things are skyrocketing in price, even in a, a bear market. Well, let's take a look at next week's solicitations. How about uh-huh. what do you think? I know that Incredible Hulk 7 is coming out next week. I'm already reading that title, so I can't make it my selection. But I'm going to recommend that to everybody. Go pick up on the twentieth. Right. Go pick up Incredible Hulk number seven. And you think there will be a little bit in that about it with uh, involving this Blade crossover? You think that will spill over? Uh, into no, the, the solicitation Hulk says Hulk will just visit Blade. I think that's just on the Blade title. Let me see what's going on with uh, issue seven here. It says, "Hey, Gamma Ghouls, Philip Kennedy Johnson will be back next issue to answer more of your letters." And it's, oh wait, no. That's it. That's not a solicitation. <laughs> uh, no, he's he's fighting uh, that Ghost Rider. Uh, so no, and there's no blade in the Incredible Hulk title. Oh right, Ghost Rider. Mm-hmm. Ghost Rider. Man, so the solicitations for next week, December twentieth. Well, December nineteenth and twentieth. Nineteenth and twentieth. Um, they've got so many titles come out. It's so hard to pick. Actually, just one book. For me. Yeah, yeah. But I can't pick these all. It would break my bank. I can't do this. I'll tell you what I'm picking up for myself. It was Incredible Hulk. It's also this book uh, from Image called The Deviant. It's a Christmas um, serial killer story, but it's really good. Super creepy. The art is amazing. The writing's on they're point. O- they're only on issue two right now, isn't it's that only right? On issue two. Yeah. Mm, yeah. I looked at that as well, and that felt like uh, could could break in right there. That is, yeah. That's a it's a good title. I'm picking that up anyway. So, um, but there's a lot. There's there's uh, that new X Men title that's coming out. There's uh, a few Spider Mans. One of the bigger ones is going to be Spider Boy number two. People seem to love that Spider Boy. It's cool. It's that cool. issue one. Yeah. 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 His first appearance is still up there in value as well. So I've got a, a couple of the copies of those if anybody wants one. Man, this League of Geeks dot com. I'm on my phone, looking at it on my phone. It's pissing me off because every time I go select a title uh-huh. <laughs> and then hit the back button, it takes uh-huh. me all the way back to this week, 
top title. Can it just take me back to where I was? <laughs> where I was. Yeah. I'm looking at it on my desk, on my laptop. And, and it's, it, it's, it does that same thing, though. It does? Yes. So I have to go back to the date, scroll back down to where I was in the list, and continue looking. You fucks. <laughs> <laughs> you have one job. Okay. Uh, let's see. Next week, there's a lot of indie titles. In that. There are. And I'm thinking I'm going to pick an indie title. I want to, but it's going to be kind of hard for me to get my hands on I know, I know. Okay, I'm, you know what? I think I'm just going to go for this. Uh. Um, and this is an indie title, but it's not that indie. It's Boom Studios. Yeah. And um, this is Animal Pound number one. Ooh, and what really choice. brought me in was, oh, written by Tom King. Okay. Uh, That'll get me. Yeah, Tom King. Yeah, I have issues with Tom King. Oh, yeah, like personal stuff? Uh, no, yeah, yeah, sort of. He tried to cancel somebody online by accusing them of being, uh, oh, I remember that whole yeah. fiasco. Yeah. And he had to apologize was... for it. <laughs> so he lost all his He kind of tried to like me too, somebody or something like that. No, he had accused him of being part of Comicsgate, which was this big oh, that's group right. of yeah. scumbags. Uh-huh. Um, but the guy was like, dude, show me where I ever worked with him. Uh-huh. <laughs> He's like, oh, sorry. <laughs> I didn't. Right. Yeah, it wasn't you. But I'll read it. Uh, Tom. Well, I've certainly pointed my finger before. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I want to do... Man, I'm torn between that original X-Men number one and that spine-tingling Spider-Man because I've never heard anything about it, but it looks like it's... You're right. Oh, that spine-tingling jumped out at me, too. Um, Just the title, spine-tingling Spider-Man. I love that. Yes, me too. So I think, yeah, that's the one I'm going for. Spine Tingling Spider-Man number three. Spine Tingling Spider-Man number three and Animal Pound number one by Boom Studios and, of course, Marvel Comics. Um, There are a lot of other fun things here. You know, there's a lot that I would love to get my hands on. Like, um, it looks like Dark Horse has a book going right now called Canary, and they're only on issue two, and it's written by Scott Snyder, and I love Scott Snyder. Oh, I love Scott Snyder. Yeah. Um, So I'd pick that one up just based on the fact that it's, well, it's Dark Horse, first of all, and I like Mm -hmm. Dark Horse. It's on number two only, and it's Scott Snyder. My pick would have been um, Gene Simmons' Dominatrix. No, I'm kidding. One of them that I want that it's also a boom, but um, I don't know. It's already four issues in. It's Hunt for the Skinwalker. Oh, cool! Oh, yeah, I'm seeing that right here. Mm -hmm. Canary number two. That looks awesome. Between Sasquatches, mystery, mysterious creatures in the trees, someone or something watching, and orbs galore. Perhaps Tom hasn't been full of it after all. The NIDS team is on the job witnessing something, something, something. Yeah, it looks fun. It's an ongoing comic, not like a... Um, miniseries? A miniseries. No, I was going to say a... Um, you know, a collection of small stories. What's the fucking... Oh, normal? anthology. Anthology. Okay. Yeah, there's so much going on. Mm-hmm. Oh, Clayton. But I think, um, first of all, um, our comic picks have been very extreme fighty fight lately. Mm-hmm. 
And I think I want to kind of veer away from that. Also, we've kind of jumped into the middle of some stories here. And I think I want to get away from that and see if I could get away from some of this exposition. And it seems like a safe bet going for this number one written by Tom King about animals. About animals, yeah. (laughs) Borealis has a number one there, too. I'm picking Spider-Man. What's Borealis? Borealis from Dark Horse. It looks like, let's see, the solicitation says, from screenwriter Mark uh, Virden from The Mask and Swamp Thing, uh, writer-actor Aaron Douglas from Battlestar Galactica and Hemlock Grove, and artist Cliff Richards from the Buffy the Vampire Slayer title, uh, comes Borealis, a bone-chilling supernatural thriller. Winter nights last months. Temperatures can hit uh, severe... uh, 70 below, alcohol is illegal, and something mysterious is emerging from the remote ice. Welcome to the island of Kinu, Alaska, and a world of bad memories for state trooper Siliuk Sil Asha. After 13 years away from Kinu, Sil is pulled back to investigate a series of brutal murders only to face a dark past and her frightening connection to a deadly legend. Dynamite. Dynamite has a Darkwing Duck series going on right now. Oh, Mega Duck, yeah. Mega Duck number four. I'm down for that. Yeah, Dynamite has been doing those Disney ones, and they all have great covers by David Nakayama. There's a gargoyle. Wrote this. Jeff Parker. Oh, Jeff Parker. Cool. Jeff Parker from Sweet Tooth. Yeah. Fame. Well, excellent. I'm picking a Spidey title because, again, like the Spawn title I picked this week, I want to get into something that's popular, it's mainstream, um, just to see what's going on with the character. Because, to be honest, I haven't read a Spider-Man comic in probably about a year. Oh, that's not true. I read the Spider-Boy issue. Oh, you did read that? Yeah, I did read that. So, yeah, it's fairly recent. And so... I think we'll be good. All right, cool. What else going on? Anything in comic news this week that we overlooked? I didn't notice anything. But no. also, I don't get that kind of stuff in my feed enough. I gotta, <laughs> I gotta curtail my uh, news feed a little, a little better. Oh. The uh, there's there's some trailers that have been coming out for some crossovers, and uh, Marvel is really pushing for the Ultimates line, um, where they're bringing back Ultimate Marvel comics. That's uh, intriguing to me as well. Uh huh. I might pick up. Uh, how many characters are they starting off with? I don't know because the solicitations yeah. now are they're starting off with Ultimate Spider-Man, but later on there's going to be Early. an Ultimate Black Panther, and I think that's a hundred percent being designed by Peach Momoko. Oh, cool. All the character designs are going to be that watercolored style in 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 her style. Uh huh. Um, so that's that's pretty exciting. Awesome. Also, of- no place better to to pick up a gift than go into your local comic shop, support a small business. Yeah, and um, you know, usually the guy behind the counter knows a thing or two about comics. So just like ask him if you don't know anything about comics and you want to buy gifts for someone, just say, "Hey, their interests are kind of this, this." I think I saw him with a Spider-Man T-shirt once, and they'll point you in the right direction. Yeah, good starting point, a good trade, uh, trade paperback. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, do it. Happy holidays, everybody. Are we going to be back? uh... uh, Yeah, I I don't know. Oh, yeah, we are because the date um, is the 20th. 
The 19th. Oh, the 20th. Yeah, the 20th. I'm sorry. Yeah. 19th and 20th. So we'll be back on Thursday, the 21st with our, um, our picks, which are, I already forgot. <laughs> oh, he did? <laughs> I'll tell you. Spine Tingling Spider-Man number three and Animal Pound number one. I wrote them down. Oh, that's <laughs> right. Okay. So, look forward to that on the next Keeping Up With Comics. Until then, so long, everybody. Read your comics. Yeah. Read your comics. Bye. Uh,